Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Game Shot, the Fallout Bar. The very last time we're going to be with you this week as we review all of the action from the Betfred World match play. Um, I'm a bit gutted we're not going to hear that intro music anymore, Liam, because since I plucked it out the day before this tournament started, I've been vibing to it every single time it comes on. Uh, but alas, we move on to the darts. Another excellent night, mate. Um, two cracking semi-finals, to be honest. Um, Give us your initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we were disappointed coming on here last night after the two games, but in cer- certainly tonight now, we were definitely not let down. Uh, first game, Dimi did what Dimi did. And I'm not being funny, we couldn't have asked for a better semi final. We sat here last night thinking it would be would go right way, and it certainly did. But look, we definitely couldn't have asked for a better semi final coming in tonight. Um, I definitely was not uh, unimpressed by what I saw now. From right and MVG in the in the second semi final was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, quick hello to everybody in the chat room once again. Thank you very much for joining us here this evening. Uh, and if you are listening back on catch up on one of your podcast providers, thank you very much for tuning in as well. Uh, big hello to Missy, to Craig, to the guys that are in the chat room constantly. Geez, uh, Juanita, I think I've seen your name floating around. It must be nearly five a.m. in Australia where you are once again. Um, absolutely mad that you guys supported us all week, so thank you very much. Uh, I think I'll be quite honest, Liam, it's been that much of a success that we're going to do this for every single week long televised major for the rest of the calendar year. So, you guys have supported us enough that we're going to be back, Liam, and hopefully that means more of you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think if we were expect if we're, we're if we're due more of this kind of performance that we've seen tonight, we definitely cannot miss out on doing this anymore. Uh, utterly brilliant uh, and I think it's due we definitely have to continue this if the performances continue like this we cannot continue not going on like this uh, it was absolutely brilliant tonight uh, God, I was I was impressed to say the least yeah I mean we'd, we'd normally be sat doing a podcast that we'd record 
without any images and we'd stick it out as, as an audio only. But the fact that enough of you are sat here watching us night in, night out, even the late night session that we didn't start until about half past 11, which was absolutely ridiculous. There was still plenty of you guys in here, still plenty of guys that watched back on Catchback. So before we do go any further, a massive, massive thank you to everybody that's tuned in to our coverage all week. And a massive, massive thank you to our sponsors for making that happen. To Betfred, the title sponsors of the World Match Play, and to everybody else on the screen, to Modus, to Red Dragon, and to Winmore. Um, I think it's time to talk about the darts now, don't you? We've had two absolutely cracking semi-finals, like we've said. So we might as well start talking about them after four and a half minutes on this show. Um, game number one, Dimitri Vandenberg, the reigning champion, 17, Christoph Ratajski, nine. He is in back-to-back finals, Liam. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think we would have sat here yesterday and said we would have expected anything other than Dimi to be in another final. Uh, probably expected to be a little bit closer than it was. Uh, Ratajski couldn't have asked for a better start. 4-1 after the first session. I was thinking he was probably going to kick on then and make it a lot closer than it was. But unfortunately, that was as good as it got from after after the first session and went dramatically downhill for him there. I think it was 15 of the last 18 legs for Dimitri Vandenberg that he won. And I'm not being funny. If I was playing against Dimitri van der Mark and lost 15 in the last 18 legs, I would probably be disappointed too. So I can see where uh, Christoph kind, kind of fell off an edge there. 24% in a semi-final is definitely not going to win you a match unless you're averaging 125 your first nine uh, and reaching your double about 150, 200 points before your opponent. And that's definitely not going to happen against Dimi. Yeah. Going back to that comment that was just up on screen from Daniel Divertarski, he was 6-2 up. He was absolutely coasting. Dimi looked a little bit shell-shocked. Ratajski looked like he was going to come out. The crowd weren't phasing at that point, and he was just hitting everything in his way. He had a double break of, of throw at that point, and he is so solid on his own throw normally that you just thought, actually, there's a bit of trouble here for Dimitri van der Berg in the early stages of the game, and the break probably came at the wrong time after this, in the second session. Yeah, and normally if you give a player like Ratajski a 6-2 lead, that it's going to be very, very difficult to claw it back. But he almost has made it seem easy, Dimi. I know Ratajski gave Dimi chances to get back into the game, which is unusual for him. 6-2 lead, there's not too many players on the circuit that you expect to uh, give away a lead like that, especially Ratajski. Um, But look, I mean, I suppose Dimi made it easy. Ratajski maybe allowed a lack of experience in the semi-final stage, maybe letting down. I mean, 24% in the doubles, like I said, 9 out of 37, I think he hit, is just not good enough. Um, but if you'd have said from 6-2, he'd have lost 17-9, um, I think we'd have all, we definitely wouldn't have believed anyone who said that. I mean, 17-9 from 6-2 is quite incredible, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, they both have the same amount of attempts at double in the match. Dimitri, 17 from 37, Ratajski, 9 from 37. At one point, Dimitri won eight straight legs after Ratajski missed 13 darts at double within those legs to just stop the rot at any point. And it just felt like whatever he was doing, no matter where he went on the board, he just could not find the lipstick, basically, on that outer ring. Yeah, and um, he won eight in a row, then lost. Ratajski won three back and then managed to lose seven again in a row. And Dimmy won seven again. I mean, that's quite incredible that he managed to win eight, lose three, and then win seven in a row again. That's just quite incredible. Like we said, 15 legs to 18 there. I mean, it's, it's kind of unheard of in professional darts that you, you'll win 15 or last 18 legs of the match. Um, Ratajski, like we said, usually so reliable on the outer ring. Uh, and it just proves that 
semi-finals can 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 change uh, the professional players and even someone so reliable as Ratoisky on the outer ring just went missing really didn't he yeah completely agree um he's into back-to-back finals now Dimitri last time obviously played without crowd this time noticeably trying to get the crowd on his side before tomorrow even starts another interesting post-match interview on stage um He's played up to him a little bit this week, hasn't he? And so far, it's paying off for him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely proven valuable for entertainment in the post-match interviews anyway. He's trying to get the crowd on his side. Maybe a little bit of vulnerability there that he doesn't quite 100% believe himself going into the match, that he has to get the crowd on his side going into it. Um, 100% it's going to be a different game now tomorrow night against Peter Wright. He will know that. Um, against kind of his tutor, like we said last night, would it be that tale that he was he he was under his kind of leadership in lockdown, and now he's going to end up facing now in, in tomorrow's final? Um, but look, yeah, slight vulnerability, I'd say that he has to kind of play up to the crowd to kind of get money side for tomorrow night. And um, look, we don't know what way they're going to react now tomorrow night. It could be completely against him uh, come tomorrow night. We know uh, Peter Wright is a massive fan favorite. Um, so it will be interesting now come, come the finals night tomorrow night. Do you think that's reflected in the way that he... Uh, uh, I can't think of the word. The way that he, he conducts himself on stage, the the point into the head, the calm down, the settling at that moment. Do you think that's, that's nerves? Do you think that's part of his performance? Or do you think that's a, a moment of hesitation to genuinely give himself some belief that he's going to do something? Yeah, it's unusual for a defending champion to be pointing to his head and calm himself down. I mean, this is the defending match play champion, arguably the second biggest tournament in the world. He's the defending champion that he has to be pointing to his head, calming himself down, taking them deep breaths. But this is an unusual environment for Dimi. He hasn't been in front of a crowd as a defending champion. Um, so maybe he has something to prove to himself that he has to take that deep breath uh, an unusual environment for him that he has to take that second or two before he even throws at the double before it even goes in. Uh, and look, he's prepping himself. It's a it's a learning curve for him all the time. Um, but look, he's coped well with it so far, and uh, I think that it's a, as results suggest he's done he's done what he has to do going into tomorrow's final. And I don't think he will fear Peter Wright. Definitely not. Yeah, completely agree. So then for the last time before the final, uh, let's listen to a little clip of his post-match interview uh, slash press conference. As always, if you want to listen to the full interview, jump onto our YouTube channel after we've finished the live show. Don't go anywhere just yet. We've still got more to come. Um, jump onto that, watch the video, drop it a little like and a comment while over there. We really appreciate it. So here is Dimitri van der Berg in his post-match press conference. Is Michael, even in his speeder rides, they're one of the best in the world. But I've already shown this tournament that I can beat one of the best in the world, which is the number one, which is the world champion. So I really hope tomorrow everything goes to the way I want it to feel. Everything goes to preparation, have some food, have a good night's sleep, talk to my family, you know, everything goes well. So the preparation is on top. And if that's on top, I will be on top when I have to play up that stage in front of the crowd in that final. Yeah, look, for a young man, he speaks very, very well, but it'll be interesting to see how he does approach tomorrow, given that he is playing against his former landlord, lodger, whatever you want to call it, for a period of time during lockdown, 
Peter Wright after one of the most dominant performances on the Winter Garden stage, perhaps we've ever seen. 110 average from Peter Wright, the seventh best match play average of all time, the best in a semi-final, so over that distance, as he took Michael Van Gogh into the cleaners, 17-10. What a performance, Liam. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, look, Dimmy seems confident in that interview there, as he always does. But my God, I mean, that that set, that second semi-final was utterly unbelievable. Uh, we said MVG kind of had to up it from his game last night. He certainly did, and he did. I mean, there's no there's no question that he did. Envy there was there was more signs than usual recently that MVG was closer to the to his best. But Wright was just simply sensation. He never looked like he was going to lose that game. Uh, I mean, look. Even MVG kept battling throughout the game. He had two eighty-one finishes to get it from five-two to five-four. You're thinking MVG is still in the game, but whatever he done, it just wasn't enough against Peter Wright. Like you said, I think that's the best ever semi-final we've ever seen, uh, averages-wise. Uh, at the match play, I mean, it was it was utterly incredible. He missed the double twelve for the nine uh, in the. I think it was the eighth leg. He missed that. I mean, it was it was absolutely incredible. He did. It just he makes it look so easy at the moment. I mean, for anyone aspiring to be a world class star player, um, Peter Rice just looks like he's oozing confidence at the moment. Uh, and look how how easy can he make it look at the moment. It was almost an MVG of old performance from Peter Wright because MVG has averaged 101, 47% on the doubles, 6180. It's just a one-ton plus checkout, 127 in 27 legs. In the past, we may have seen a couple more. Depends on the opportunities you create for yourself. But every single time, Michael looked like he was forcing himself back into the game, especially in that fourth mini session. Peter Wright had just gone absolutely ballistic in the third mini session, averaged 127 for five legs, won four legs in 45 darts. He shot the door back in Van Gerwen's face and just moved away once again to avert that danger and keep himself in full control of the match. Definitely. I mean, he was averaging 115 after 14 legs of darts. I mean, anyone who does that is just going to be is near enough unbeatable. Um, even MVG, I thought it was probably his best performance of the week. Uh, he was keeping in there with Wright, even though he took it looked like it was coming a lot more easier to, to MVG this week than it had done in previous games. He was snatching um, in his earlier games the, the the movement of the wrist when they're showing the dash didn't quite seem like it was coming off, and he he did look comfortable. I know he was behind; he was always chasing Peter Wright tonight, but he looked as comfortable as he had done all week. But I mean, the gears that Peter Wright seems to be able to move up to. Uh, especially in the last week we've seen in the last Pro Tour what he's capable of, and he did it again. He moved up the gear when he had to, and he kept it there, a consistent basis that if he keeps this going, like you said, I mean, we can see why he was so confident coming into the match play now. I mean, he he looked unbeatable tonight. Once them darts, the, the grouping of the darts at, at one stage looked like it was like a magnet on that treble 20. Once the first dart went in, bang, there was a 180 following, or the, even the, the finishing was brilliant again. It was a 48%. I mean, 110 is just absolutely incredible, especially in a match play semi-final over 27 legs. I mean, it's going to take some performance to beat 110 average over 27 legs. If he reproduced it. One more question on Michael Van Gogh before we talk a little bit more on Peter Wright and then we look ahead to tomorrow's final as well. By the time these guys pick up their darts once again in competitive action, it will be over 
250 days since Michael Van Gerwen last won a PDC title. That was at the Players' Championships finals in November. It is the longest in a calendar year that he has been without a title since 2011, 10 years ago. What does he do next? Because surely the longer this drought goes on, the more he's going to slip. Admittedly, a victory tonight over Peter Wright would have jumped him back into world number two, but that isn't the case. And a win tomorrow will rock for right will push him even further ahead now. There's some serious work to be done for Van Gerwen, isn't there? If he's going to pick up a title this year at all. Yeah, and I, I mean, look, look, the signs were good tonight, but ultimately we've looked over the last couple of weeks, we said in the Premier League, uh, one good day, the next day it's average. I mean, the inconsistency these days with the level that the players have brought up, the lower the lower players we say below, probably the top four, has improved dramatically, that you just can't afford to have an off day. Um, I mean, there's huge question marks. I thought about this earlier on. Will he actually win a major title this year? Now, I have no doubt that he probably will maybe win a pro Not tour. Not the major. But that's what I mean. He's been to a semi-final of a pro tour, at which point Peter Wright took him to the cleaners just a couple of weeks ago. He's in danger of not doing that at the minute, surely, because, like you said, he's so inconsistent. Yeah, and I reckon. Look, if I if I, if you put me to the wall, I'd say yes. I reckon he will. He will win a pro tour between now and the end of the year. But in terms of winning a major, I would definitely not say that he he's well in the mix at this stage. And as it stands, I could be putting my neck out now. I say he probably won't. If I had to call it now and then he won't win a major, I just think there's too much, too many inconsistencies in these games. If he had played a different opponent to Damon Hetter, Ian White, the first two rounds, we could be taught we wouldn't. Michael Van Gogh may not even be in a semi final now, so that's completely different. Uh, look, his level was good tonight, but it's no good being good for one night. I mean, any player on the PDC circuit can be good for one night. Uh, and beat anyone as it stands, but he has to be consistently better. Has to be averaged at what one hundred one forty seven on the on the checkups to be close to winning a major title now. Uh, and it's just it's not it hasn't been good enough again over uh, of the 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 whole tournament from MVG to to come close to winning it. Yeah. To respond to that comment, he's just not got that edge about him anymore, Denver. Like previously, he'd be playing average, but pull off something magic at that moment or or shut down a response from his opponent. He just doesn't have that extra gear at those clinical moments at the minute. And even when he is doing something special, we're seeing less emotion from him. We're seeing less reaction from him. And that's something I've noticed in Rob Cross's game, Adrian Lewis's game. As they start to dip, they're less confident about giving it the big end because the minute the opponent responds, they don't feel like they've got anything in their locker. And MVG is is slowly shying away from that emotional battle that we're so used to seeing him absolutely dominate on the stage. Uh, we need to move on. We can't sit and talk about MVG all night. I'm sure we can have a few more comments about him on Monday night's live lounge. Don't forget we are back on Monday, myself, Jarliff and Phil, as is the Online Darts Live League. They've had a break this week because the match plays on, but they are back on Monday with the return of Richie Burnett. So don't forget to tune into that as well, guys. Um, Let's talk Peter right then, because that was an absolutely exceptional performance. We're 20 minutes in. We've mentioned it a couple of times, but he was virtually unplayable tonight. That third session was ridiculous. He hit, he was 74% on darts, a treble that he went for in that session. It, it was mind-blowing, unbelievable, so good, so dominant. Um, and this is where I'm going to be a little bit smug, because I've backed him before the tournament. 
And if he stays with a straight barrel dart, he threw them at the Super Series and he's thrown them all throughout this tournament. That's nine games in a row now I think he's won. It's amazing what he could do with a little bit of consistency in the Peter Wright game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, he's he's used the same data. I mean, with that consistency, we can see how good he is. That's, I mean, we've been calling out from for a long time now just to stick with someone. He is a brilliant data player. We know that. And as he has stuck with these stats this week, he looks confident. I know, I think he changed the stems halfway through the match there when it was kind well, of... I'm not sure because they look similar. We're not sure if it was a heavier or a lighter dart. I'm not sure if the points were slightly different. He made a change. Didn't look like it was working for the scoring phase for the first couple of legs but fired in that magical 149 that effectively stopped the MVG comeback dead in his tracks because before that break, he'd allowed Van Gerwen back into the game just a little bit more than he would have liked, I think. Yeah, and I'm not sure it would have gone 11-10 or he went 12-9 ahead, something like that. So it would have been, and I think there was a break of throw from MG, MVG that would have allowed him to go maybe level if he'd won the following leg. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure about that, but yeah. it was just the turning tide again, just as MVG was slightly getting back into it, bang, he was gone again. And I mean, look, I don't know how much of a change it was. It looked like he was fiddling away. We can see it on the cameras there. Um, but I mean, we look before the tournament said he he was he was oozing confidence. It looked like he he said before, I'm going to win the match, but I'm going to play the words. And like I said to you yesterday, please don't say that because it, it's a curse normally for him. But he looks so comfortable. Uh, at the moment and when uh, when someone of his caliber is that confident going into a major tournament like the match play uh, and he didn't look like he was going to miss especially on them trebles when that first start went in uh, it was like a magnet from they were following all the time and he just for a man like MVG who's normally his nemesis on the big stage he's he hasn't had he doesn't have a great record against him he looked unfazed he looked like it was just going to be his night and regardless of what MVG did and he was good tonight, MVG. We can't deny that. It was going to be a right night, and he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and it was almost his night in another manner as well. Um, went six perfect early on in the match. I sat there watching the game with my brother, and he's like, oh, my God, it's on. And I was like, Peter Reich doesn't hit nine darters. And then I was about four legs away from eating my words massively because, my God, was that close. And I'm pretty sure everybody thought it was going at that moment. It's such a good effort at the nine, just missing outside on the double 12. I've got a video from it, from the crowd, from Lee Boyce, who's there as well. He's been on the show pretty much all week as well. You could hear the air just sucked out of the venue um, of disappointment that it didn't quite go, uh, but it was a fantastic effort from Snakey, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was texting Boyce the afternoon and I said, we need more legs. We need more legs than this. Um, and look, it, it's not a surprise that he, he just missed out. I mean, he was he came close earlier on in the match, and it, I think it was the eighth leg he missed the double twelve for the nine, and it, it wasn't far away. But it just had that feel about one of their matches when you know something special is going to happen. Uh, it looked like he couldn't miss at that stage. Uh, the do- obviously the double twelve was just uh, just outside, um, but it, it had a nine written all over at that match, especially from right. I wouldn't have been surprised if MVG hit it either because he was looking. He was trying to stay in Wright's tail all the time. Um, but look, it was just short of a nine for a perfect performance in Wright, really. Yeah, completely agree. Right, his his clip of his interview isn't ready yet, as obviously we've come on air pretty sharpish after the game's finished. Lots of media to be done after he was signing the board, which was an absolutely 
great moment, by the way. Took the board off the stage, went and gave it to a child in the crowd. The, the look of joy on that kid's face was fantastic. And apparently there was a many, many security surrounding him towards that afterwards to make sure that that kid took that dart board home, as we know what some darts fans can be like. Um, so with that, if we do get the clip before we finish the show tonight, we will put it in at some point. If not, what we're now going to do is talk about tomorrow's final, Liam. Uh, it is effectively the apprentice versus the master after their house guesting earlier in the year. It's Adrian Lewis and Phil Taylor of old, but the new generation, Peter Wright and Dimitri Vandenberg, defending champion against the former world champion. Um, what a game we have in store tomorrow night. Surely, even if the two play half as well as they have done all week, we're going to get a fantastic final. Yeah, exactly. And we sat here last night saying it, it was most likely looking like the form was going to look like it was going to be Dimi versus Wright. And uh, like I said last night, it could be leg for leg, literally on throw, who can break throw. I mean, they're so consistent. I think going into tonight, Peter Wright had only been broken four times in his previous three games. I mean, that shows you how consistent he is on throw. Um it could be leg for leg tomorrow night. And I mean, Dimmy will have to come up a level. I mean, if Wright plays anywhere near he did tonight, it's going to be very difficult to stop him. It's going to be very difficult to stop him anyway. Uh, but Dimmy's the reigning champion. And I know a lot of people have said it's going to take a big performance to beat Dimmy. Look, he wasn't at his best tonight. Uh, he did what he had to do against Ratajski. I know the Ratajski missed massive amount of doubles. Um, but I just reckon... I just reckon Wright is going to skew the young scholar again and maybe take his title back off him. I don't know what score prediction now you're predicting for us, Gob, now. Hey, hey, we're going to get to that bit in a minute. I want to talk about their runs so far. Before tonight, Peter Wright had made the semi-final of the World Match Play, losing only 14 legs. He was absolutely superb throughout this entire tournament. Backed it up once again tonight. In contrast, Dimitri's conceded over 32 legs, I think it is now. Um, surely the the... I don't know. It's difficult to say the players get tired in the same way that you do a, a grand slam at tennis, perhaps, and winning in straight sets is better than winning in five sets consistently. But that lack of being up on that stage in that heat but performing so well surely plays into Peter Wright's favour. Yeah, and definitely. Look, he looked emotional tonight, and we we understand the circumstances off the hockey don't exactly. I know his wife has been, she's had surgery, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it just looks like Peter Wright isn't exactly using that much energy at the moment when he's up on the hockey. I mean, he's getting the job done. He's not going the extra length where he has to grind out these big results to just get over the line. I mean, like you said, 14 legs in, what, is it four games now? I mean, or, I mean, it's... Four four. Four, yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, in the first three games, that's absolutely ridiculous, the fact that he's gone that long without, without losing that many legs. Um, and he looks fresh. Uh, I know there was a breakdown, a little bit of motion tonight. We haven't really seen that as much in the in the previous couple of games. But even though he's he'll have to play again tomorrow night, he looks fresh. I mean, he looks like if his game is in the right place, regardless of what Dimi does tomorrow night or what MVG done tonight, he knows he is good enough to win the tournament. He said it before it started, and it just looks like his game is coming together. He's he's sort he's happy with the darts he's using at the moment and a Peter Wright with a, a solid pair of darts throughout the whole tournament we know can be extremely dangerous and he looks like he seems settled with that pair of darts now he's going to be very very difficult to beat yeah completely agree completely agree I want to touch on the comment that was flashed up on the screen just a couple of minutes ago we've mentioned the fact that these have a great relationship 
Do you think that the respect that Dimi holds for Peter will backfire? We've seen it in the opposite way around. We've seen Peter Wright give Phil Taylor the walk-on in the final when they met previously here at the Match Bay, despite Peter Wright being the higher-ranked player. Do you think there is that little bit too much respect shown tomorrow from Dimi that, along with all the factors we've spoken about already, gives Peter Wright a further edge? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, Peter was always going to be the kind of underdog and he was going to be... Uh, going into that final with Phil, it was always Phil's swung song. There was always going to be difficult for Peter to overcome that emotion of the crowd and everything that we knew that was Phil's final year. Look, Dimi doesn't seem to be phased by much. Uh, I wouldn't say that's going to get, it's going to play too much into his his mindset going into the game. Uh, but certainly, I think it would pay more to Peter's hands. Peter knows that he's kind of the the young young prospect coming through that he would have kind of he would have kind of <laughs> in in some ways kind of helped Dimi on his way to winning that match play title last year. Um in terms of having the same impact as it did four years ago on Phil and Peter, I don't think it will play as much as it will have much of this effect on Dimi as it had on Peter four years ago. I'm not sure how you feel in that in that manner, but uh Look, I don't think Jimmy will have any respect for Peter when it comes to throwing on the, that hockey tomorrow night. Um, as much as I feel Peter will get the better of him, I don't think that Jimmy will let that affect him one bit. Yeah, the best way to be. One more question. Given the week that we've had so far, before we do give our score predictions, the crowd, they've been magnificent at times. They've been frankly, quite poor at times. The title of the best crowd in darts, I think, perhaps could be on its way out of Blackpool this year. Seen some of the whistling while players are on throw and a, and a few other things. And the antics of the players, we, we, Gerwin Price got, the discussion got very, very heated the other night. But surely tomorrow we see just a straight up game of darts where they just go up and, and let those arrows do the talking more than anything else. And that's the best way for it to be, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, I know we've we've had a bit of whistling, we've had a bit of jeering, but look, at the end of the day, the crowd didn't want to leave tonight. I mean, I just don't want to go home. Was ringing around the arena when uh, Wright was near the finishing line against MVG, and look, they they appreciate good darts as well. They wanted to see this continue as we all did. We wanted more legs of this. It was absolutely brilliant tonight. Um, I don't think that would play much of a. Uh, definitely won't have an impact on the result tomorrow night. I, I presume. I think the crowd will be supportive of both players tomorrow night. I mean, they're both big fan favourites, Peter Wright and Dimitri van den Berg. Um, but in terms of predictions, I just think Peter Wright will have too much for Dim- Dimitri van den Berg tomorrow night. I just think he's been the best player here this week. Uh, and regardless of what the crowd do, I think they have been brilliant for most part this week. I know they've had their downfalls and the whistling as well. We don't, we don't quite see. Uh, I don't agree with the whistling, and I know we've had a few few characters have played up to the crowd and tried to get them going. But certainly, I think we've overall the crowd has been good, uh, has given a good respect reception to most of the players that have graced the hockey this week. Right, you know what time it is. Chat room, your turn as well, because we're no doubt going to waffle before we do finally give that number. But it is scoreline prediction time. Um, The best final I've ever seen at the match play was Gary Anderson, Mensor Sudovic. That went to extra legs. 
Could we see that again tomorrow from these two after the performance they've put in all week? And if so, what number are you going with at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a possibility. We haven't seen many extra times, as you put it, in terms of extra legs this week. And I don't expect that to continue tomorrow night. I just think Wright just might have a little bit too much. I mean, like as you said, that Sulevich-Anderson final was absolutely amazing a couple of years ago. But I just reckon it's going to be probably, we say, 18-5 to Peter Wright tomorrow night. I just think he'll just have that little bit too much. Uh, for Jimmy, I mean, he's just look incredibly consistent and brilliantly consistent this week. I mean, he's made 100 averages look like it's normal, to be honest. <laughs> it's just insane, really, how how one-sided and how normal he's looked. They made them 100 averages look, but I think Peter Wright will just have a little bit too much for Dimitri Vandenberg tomorrow night. And by what's going on? You know the drill by now. Come on. I know it's only night two for you, but you've watched, you've been around long enough, you know I need a number from you. What score are you going with? Look, I know you've predicted him to win. Uh, so I'm going to say 18-15. 18-15 to Peter Wright, I reckon. Interesting, interesting. Look, I'm along the same sort of thinking, apart from the fact that I've got that extra little smug element of saying Peter Wright was going to win this on the Live Lounge last Monday, and I haven't changed my mind he has been absolutely superb tonight at times he has literally been unplayable the grouping of the dart is fantastic and like we touched on earlier the fact that he's stuck with a dart means that it's just so much more consistent he's, he's just i was a little bit surprised when he changed dart early and i was a little bit worried about that that maybe he'd lost a little mental edge um but that being said, I still think he looks comfortable tomorrow as well. If he gets out in front, I just think he's so difficult to break. I don't see him missing bags full of doubles at any point, which is probably a massive jinx. And at that point, Dimi has to do something special to stay in the match. And there's only so many times a player can go to the well, especially under the pressure of defending the tournament. I think we saw that a little bit early on tonight against Ritaisi, that little bit of pressure going out on that stage thinking that he should be comfortable and blow it away. And he really had to fight for it. But he's had to fight earlier in the tournament as well. Dave Chisnell, Gerwin Price, even Devin Peterson, to be honest, it was a bit of a scrappy game. But there were still moments where you thought, actually, I've got to do something to step it up here. Um, so with that, I'm going an 18-12 victory for Peter. I, I think he's just blows him away in, in a session or two. And he's incredibly, he's shown tonight, he's incredibly difficult to live with at that point. Um so, yeah, that is where I'm going. A few predictions in the chat room. San Aldino, 18-11 to write an even bigger margin than what I'm going for. Denver, 18-12, Peter Wright. Dan Blackshaw says we're going to extra legs. He's got 21-19 right. Uh, Aiden, 18-16 right. Wins it in the last leg, effectively. Matthew Macy says the same, 18-16 right. Uh, Richard Cushion, that was up on the screen a minute ago, 18-12 for Dimmy. I think you're the only person in the chat room going for Dimmy so far. 18-13 right for Jake, 18-14 right for Harry G. Pretty one-sided in the chat room there. And yeah. pretty much everybody thinks Peter Wright is going to win the world match play. And if he does, Monday night is going to be very enjoyable because I've already spoken to Phil Bars and Jarlath Eaton about just how smug I'm going to be given uh, the nature of his performances so far this week. And they're not looking forward to it, bless them, despite the fact they've barely been on screen all week, just a couple of times due to technical difficulties. Uh, but Phil's been working his ass off in the background, trying to get uh, videos up ready for you guys. Um, 
no sign of the Peter Wright interview just yet. So uh, what we're going to do, we won't play your clip of that, but just head over to our YouTube channel in a little bit. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification when that video is up. If not, you'll find it on there anyway as soon as it is done. Um, unfortunately, that is our last game shot, the fallout bar this week, as tomorrow we'll have the final. We want to save some content to review for you guys on Monday night's live lounge. So myself, Phil Bard and Jarlath Eaton will be doing that 8pm on Monday. You know the time and the slot by now, guys. Um, thank you very much for jumping in for the last couple of days. You've been absolutely fantastic, mate, especially at short notice. Didn't realise you were going to be on, but Lee Boyce has uh, enjoyed himself today. I think he's been with family and and frequenting a couple of boozers and we, we can't blame him for that because he's had a ticket oh, all week <laughs> taking a couple of nights easy just so that he could do this show for us uh, a massive thank you to everybody that's joined us in the chat room throughout the week you guys have been absolutely fantastic uh, like we said at the start of the show your support means that we're going to keep producing the show we're going to keep doing it for all of the uh, televised week-long majors probably not the weekend ones they're not quite long enough for us to do this um, and then we'll be sort of talking about them on the Monday anyway. Uh, but certainly all of the week-long ones. Next up, the Grand Prix in Leicester. Um, big, big thank you to all our sponsors for making this possible for all week. To Betfred, the top sponsors of the World Match Play. To Modus, to Red Dragon, and to Winmore. Like the logo says up on stream right now, find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can find links to all of the interviews, to our previews, to our website, and to any other content that we've got there, especially a very interesting Wayne Warren interview from last night at the Mad uh, <laughs> Finals. Um, and, and that's it, basically. A massive, massive thank you to everybody that has joined us throughout the week. Um, enjoy tomorrow night's final as Peter Wright goes head-to-head with Dimitri Vandenberg. And hopefully we will see you all on Monday night for the Live Lounge. Thank you very much for watching, guys. Good night. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 